nice to have you all with us this week in the cabin of Crapper Creek on a chilly winter's day, at least where we are. Many of you listening in warm areas. Good for you! Anyway, this week, we've got 10 ways to piss off a bartender. We'll play Make Up or Break Up with lovely Maria. Legendary rocker Carmine Apiece joins us to talk rock and roll. We'll look at really bad baby names, the worst concert ever, and rules for surviving a stupid world. That and more on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. I had a report uh, the other day about just fast food and eating too much. How many years of your life would you give up for fast food? That was the question. Somebody pulled like 3,000 Americans. The average answer was four. Yeah, I'd give up four. I'd take four years off my life as long as I can eat fast food. They broke it down by states, and most states were between three and five. But people in three states would be willing to give up a decade of life. Montana, North Dakota, Hawaii all said 12 years. They would give up 12 years as long as they could eat fast food. Wow. The lowest average... Alaska, Colorado, Maine, and believe it or not, Mississippi, which is odd. We'd only give up two years of our life. The poll also found most people would rather give up alcohol than fast food. Oh my goodness. One in four people think eating fast food every now and then actually has health benefits. What? No. No, it doesn't. What? There are no health benefits for... There are none. There are none. I mean, if you, and you can tell, you know who you are, because if there's rappers all over in your back seat, it's an obvious thing. Especially if you have a favorite, like McDonald's. There are a lot of signs, warning signs, that you're probably eating too much McDonald's. I mean, if Happy Meals actually make you happy, you got to lay off the golden arches. Or the part of the sun that says billions and billions served now says, thanks, Frank. Man, you better pull back on the reins. Does your cardiologist greet you with a ka-ching sound? Did you name your kids hotcakes and sausage? Do you take meds for separation anxiety when the McRib goes away? You're doing way too much McDonald's, brother. Let me guess, during sex, all you can say is, I'm loving it. Yeah, that's just not a good sign. Let me, uh, here's a good question. When you go into other restaurants, do you ask for a Monopoly game piece? Have you ever eaten a filet of fish like on purpose? Were you diagnosed with McDiabetes? That would be a sign. Or the, probably the best sign that you've probably eaten too much McDonald's is if your name is Donald Trump. That's a dead giveaway. From the cabin of Crapper Creek, Alaska, wintertime is upon us. The snow is piling up. and oh, Soon all the blue tarps will be covered. And we won't have to look at them anymore. And that's good, right? Hey, uh, here's something interesting. I was looking at uh, somebody, uh, one of my kids' friends is having a baby. Now, nowadays, it's weird. They're getting back to old school names now again. For a while, you know, unless you're a celebrity, then it's, you know, it's still named after fruit or some kind of root or a piece of furniture. This is my daughter, Ottoman. We were going to go with Autumn, but we like to put our feet on her. Have you ever met 
somebody named Matt said, wow, what a beautiful name, Matt, huh? Now, that's not a knock on any of you if your name is Matt. I ask because it seriously might be the most beautiful name in the English language. There's a baby website. It's called myfirstyears.com. They took 400 of the most popular baby names in the United States and had a linguistics expert whittle it down to the top 50 for boys and girls. But they didn't rank them yet. To do that, they used data from a study a couple years back that looked at which types of sounds we find most beautiful or pleasing. According to the results, the most beautiful name for boys was Matthew. Now, beautiful sounding is what they're going. Girls, it was Sophia. For boys, it was Matthew, Julian, William, Isaiah, Leo, Levi, Joseph, Theo, Isaac, and Samuel. Top 10 for the girls, Sophia, Zoe, Everly, really? Sophia, or Sophie, rather. We already had Sophia. So, so Sophia and Sophie, Riley, Ivy, Paisley, Willow, Ellie, and Emily. So as long as it ends with an E sound, I guess. All right. Those are the pretty... I don't know. I wonder if they had a bottom of the list, the ones that, you know, didn't make the cut. Worst sounding baby name, Dak. But, you know, I know cowboy fans probably wouldn't agree. Kiefer, Rooney. How about Chachi, right? Has there been anybody? Waldo, Fiddy, Rand, Channing, Herschel, Elon. Come on. Or that weird thing Elon Musk named his kid. Or how about Zamfir, master of the pan flute? I think I would take Zamfir. It would be great to... See, I don't know. Somebody should name their kid Zamfir. Certainly ain't going to be Chachi. I know that. Okay, I think uh, it's time for some education. Let's talk science. Time for your nerd news. Okay, here's the first one. If aliens beamed us a signal tomorrow and said, uh, hi... How would we respond? Believe it or not, there's no real plan for dealing with it in a cordial way. So a team in the UK is working on new protocols. The current guidelines for astronomers are basically just three steps. Verify the signal is real, announce it to the world, and don't respond until there's international discussion on how to handle it. So I guess we don't really have a way. What? what? They just said, hi, hey, we're from the planet Zebular. Want to be friends? You know what it is. No! Kill him! Shoot him! Because, you know, that's the human way. Uh, in other space news, SpaceX had its 50th launch of the year Monday and landed both boosters uh, on Cape Canaveral, Florida. It was the first time since 2019 they've used their Falcon Heavy rocket, the most powerful in the world. It was pretty cool. Very impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> In health news, two separate studies identified things that are bad for your heart. Vaping and being in a stressful marriage. Well, my wife quit vaping. I don't know if she's done anything about the stressful marriage part yet. Thank goodness. And finally, in animal news, forensic experts might be able to pull DNA evidence off cats at crime scenes now. Crows are even, uh, here's another one. Crows are even smarter than we thought. And spiders have a surprisingly good memory, even with brains the size of poppy seeds. <laughs> I'm kind of finding out. I want to find out more about these cats and evidence at crime scenes. <laughs> uh, 
Tell us where he hid the weapon, Fifi. That's your nerd news. Get ready for your weekend. Uh, you're going to go out and have some fun. Go to your favorite little watering hole, whatever that may be. You have a favorite bar? I've got favorite bartenders. I like the crew at Salty's, Bobby's downtown. I got a few places that I like. They're just my man Oscar up at the Greens. Great dude. But now, here's something might help you for your weekend. We got the survey from a bunch of bartenders to name annoying things customers do. All right, here's some things that bartenders hate. I'm going to share this with you so that you don't make these mistakes this weekend. Number one, when you open and close your tab a million times, just be honest, you're not having just one. Don't, that just wastes their time. Number two, when you order a drink, wait for them to make it, then tack on more. Like, can I have a martini? And then when they hand it to you, oh, also four Long Island iced teas. Just put in one order. Oh, and when you, they also don't like it when you ask for just a little ice in your drink because they think it means more booze. No. If it's a rum and coke, guess what? You're getting more coke. When you think the bartender is into you, well, here it is. It's their job to be nice, even a little flirty. Stop it. You're not scoring with the bartender. Ordering a pitcher is great and makes their job easier until you spill it. Or when you ask what beers they have and they list like they have like 27 options and then you say, oh, Bud Light's fine. It's like, oh, why did... Or when you walk in five minutes before they close or see chairs on tables and ask, can I still get a drink? It's like, come on, dude. When you ask for a weird off-the-wall drink and act surprised when they never heard of it before, you know, some guys like to be smarter than the room. When you try to be helpful by wadding up napkins and putting them inside your empty glass, great. Now they have to dig them in there and get them out. Don't do that either. Or worse, when you're drunk at the end of the night and you look at your receipt and act like, wait, this can't be right. Guess what? It's right. You lush. Now call a cab. Have them call you a cab. They'll do it too. Because they're judging you. They're watching you. There you go. And if you're a bartender, I nailed it, didn't I? I bet you got some more you'd like to add to it. (laughs) A lot more. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Thanksgiving, one of the biggest eating weekends of the year. It's coming up, the big one where we all... And I've said it before, I'm a little um, standoffish when it comes to the Thanksgiving meal. I'm not a fan. Said it before right here. I've told you. Turkey is okay. I think it's highly overrated. It's better in a in a, a sandwich or a soup. I'll be straight up. Stuffing, mm, it's okay. Corn, you know, uh, yams and all that. It's all okay. I I would go for surf and turf over the turkey dinner, and then we back it up one month later with the same damn meal. Is is what? Tell me what the difference between Thanksgiving and Christmas is. Maybe you throw in a ham on the side. It's the same meal, and we've got to have it twice in a month. I think that's stupid. All right, enough venting. It did make me hungry enough to have a foodie roundup. Yeah. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, here's the latest 
Food news. Uh, we were talking about uh, Thanksgiving. Is Thanksgiving at a restaurant really the smart money move this year? Writer of the New York Post claims, yeah, might be the smart money move based on a report. Price of food at restaurants has only jumped about 6% since last November compared to 10% for groceries. So yes, everything costs more from turkey and potatoes and flour and butter, but is it really cheaper to do Thanksgiving at a restaurant this time? The answer in almost all scenarios is no way. Never going to beat the value of Thanksgiving cooked at home. Where the labor is free, you don't have to leave a tip, right? Or drive, unless you're driving to the place. That's what they're saying. The average dinner last year cost $5.33 a person. So even if it doubled, it seems like it'd be cheaper to do it. But it's so much easier. I've gone out to eat before. It's kind of glorious. Speaking of eating, America's new hero. It's a guy who ate 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. <laughs> Uh, October 8th, he announced his plan by tweeting out a photo of himself with a whole chicken in front of him. At that point, he was already 11 chickens in and planned to do 30 days of it. Eventually, upped it to 40. Since then, he's taken down one full chicken a day without a ton of fanfare, but slowly kept gaining followers. 37,000 so far following this guy who's eating a chicken a day. Uh, To add some drama, he held up a speaker and played Streets of Philadelphia by Springsteen for his last few bites. I have... Then he slowly walked through the crowd, held up his empty plate, and everyone went nuts. So he went full absurdity with it. It's, I don't, what? Yeah, because people got to come watch him eat his 40th bird. The Streets of Philadelphia? Is that a song about AIDS? I, whatever. Yeah! Uh, Vlasic, just in time. You know, Yankee Candles, always popular. And, you know, you can pumpkin spice, all these different cats. Well, now, how about this one? Vlasic has one, and it smells like dill pickles. And it also looks like one of their jars. So you wouldn't even know it was a candle unless you looked at it. They did it for National Pickle Day, which was the 14th, which was a thing. So if you want your pickle candle, well, let's see. Or you can get one that smells like a vagina. Vagina or pickle. Whatever you want. Call Gwyneth. She'll hook you up. I mean, with not the pickle one, but... You know. Uh, elsewhere, a woman beats somebody at Walmart with a 10-pound log of ground beef. In Oklahoma, Manika Gamer pleaded no contest. She was at a Walmart, saw a neighbor, Precious Jackson. They have history on a beef, and they went at it. She grabbed a big, long uh, log of ground beef. Fight went down into the potato chip aisle. She eventually spit on Precious, but when that missed, she reached for the Precious cart and grabbed the $22 log, dollar log of beef. Started clobbering her with it. Precious survived the beefing. Sorry about that. Elsewhere, uh, Starbucks holiday drink menu is out today, and they added nothing new. Okay. I like this one. Uh, Karen's Diner in Australia, they actually opened. They had great burgers and very rude service. They were jumping on the whole Karen thing. But here's the problem. They got 16 stores, and now employees are upset because of bad management. So they actually asked to see the manager at Karen's Diner. Yeah, when are you going to need to see the manager? I wonder if they're all named Karen. And they'll have a little bob haircut. I'm an American. I have rights. 
and I don't want to wear my mask if I don't have to. Where's your manager? Tell me where the manager is, or I'll hit you with this 22 pound of beef. Or I'll make you eat a whole chicken. 40 of them. It's your fruity roundup. God, I'm not even hungry anymore after that. Yeah! For a regular segment of the show where you send letters to me and ask questions about your relationship. Who am I? I'm a dude. What do I know? I'm going to say just put on Sports Center and eat some Doritos and shut the hell up. But you won't have a relationship. <laughs> see, and that's why I bring Easy her in. Easy fix. Easy fix. That's the voice of uh, lovely Maria. So I brought you in because you're always pretty good at these. So we got this letter. Her name's Brenda. All right. <clears throat> I've been in love, uh, dear Glenner, been in love with this guy forever. We hung out in a common circle of friends for like a year. And all that time, I wanted for him to ask me out, but he never did. It's not like he had a girlfriend either. It just didn't happen. So finally, I got one of our common friends to drop a big hint, see if he was interested. Still took him two more months to ask me out. Now we've been dating for three months. Our chemistry is amazing. Well, last night we were drinking some wine, got to talking, and I asked him how come he hadn't asked me out. Said he would have asked me sooner, but he was unaware of just how awesome I was. I said, well... What took you so long? He said he wasn't attracted to me, and it wasn't until he got to know me that he saw my true beauty shine through. Now I don't want to be a Ouch. weird. Ch- I don't want to be a weird <laughs> chick about this, but his comment kind of hurt my feelings. I'm reading that he doesn't find me physically attractive, but I'm really cool to hang out with. I got can, that. Can you even build a relationship if there's minimal to no physical attraction? I love him so much, and I don't want to get hurt and I feel like dating somebody who really isn't into me physically or doesn't find me physically attractive is kind of a big risk to future heartbreak. Should I bail now? Make up or break up? <laughs> she really loves them. They have a great time together, but uh, well, well yeah. hey, I saw the physical beauty in you once I got to know you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's breakup worthy. <laughs> All right, so not breakup worthy um so much like you did you grew to uh enjoy me physically yeah like a fungus it's awesome wait what the hell just trying to find a removal product oh my god you could have told uh, me this 30 years ago too late now baby i'm a fungus no no i didn't mean it that way it's off anderson guy it's fun guy not fungus <laughs> bye Bye, baby. I said it earlier and I've said it before. uh, There's an old slogan that used to go, the world is run by C students. And that was right in my wheelhouse. I was a total C student. I had better grades in college than I did in high school or anything else. I took it a little more serious, I think. I was that student that if I had to get a good grade, I would go. If I had to get an ace on a test for some reason because my grades were low, I'd go out and ace it. But I just didn't try. I just didn't give a damn. I wish I would have looking back. If you're young right now, I'm telling you now. Give a crap about it. It'll pay off in the long run. Or you'll end up in radio like me. So uh, here's the deal. We can lower that number now. The whole, yeah, the world is run by C students. No, I think we're at D now. Maybe D plus students. Why? Because people are just stupid now. It's just, they're dumb. People are, people are, everyone is stupid. Doesn't it seem like it when you go out somewhere? Just more and more stupid people doing stupid things. 
And now science is backing that up. Let me let me give you an example. Here's a story I was reading uh, that I was going to read on the air, and I'll share it with you now. I'm not, I'm not saying this lady deserved to be scammed, but this is what she fell for. She's 65. She's in Japan. So, see, it's, it's universal. She was in a long-distance relationship with a guy from Russia. All right. Red flag right there. Right? But he was pulling a very common scam. He just wanted to marry her and start a life together, but needed money to move there. Uh-huh. Here's the twist, though. He claimed he was a Russian cosmonaut living on the space station and needed money to get back to Earth. That was his angle. Here's the thing. She fell for it. Sent him over $30,000. He said most of it was to cover the, quote, rocket costs. She didn't wise up until he continued to ask for more money. Then that's when she finally realized, hmm, I wonder if I'm being scammed. She called the cops. Yeah, she's not getting any of that money back. Well, no, because it's all out on the, you know, space station. How are you gonna? So, is it true? Is everyone stupid? Ever get that feeling? You just look around. You've seen the movie movie Idiocracy. Where the intelligent people are only having a couple kids, whereas the unintelligent are having, like, eight kids. So, are, are people who are less intelligent having more children? That's what they're saying in this. That's, that was the whole theme of the movie, to the point where the entire world was run by idiots. And we're so close to that now. Well, a professor of economics history in the University of California, Berkeley, published an essay with five rules we all need to survive in a stupid world. (laughs) All right. Rule number one, you're underestimating just how many stupid people there are out there. (laughs) That's rule number one. Number two, anyone can be stupid regardless of their job, income or education level. There are CEOs who are stupid people. Stupidity has no barriers, is what they're saying. We're not talking, yeah, economics or, you know, rich people are smart, poor people are stupid. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. The best definition of a stupid person is someone who causes another person or people to lose something without gaining anything themselves and maybe even losing something themselves. That's a great explanation for stupidity. Rule number four for dealing with uh, surviving in a stupid world. You're underestimating just how much damage stupid people are doing. Some of them are running countries right now and really shouldn't. Number five, stupid people are the most dangerous types of people. So that's bleak. There's really nothing we can do about all the stupid people. What can you do? The best thing is to keep acting intelligently and making smart choices for you and the world. Basically, counteract all the stupidity. Just keep in mind there's still more of us than them, but their numbers are growing, sadly. Fight the stupidity, people. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Classic uh, old school Bon Jovi. Welcome to the program. Friday morning, getting you ready. The on-air radio auction is this weekend. That's tomorrow. It's going to be so cool. You can check out those items at alaskaradioauction.com right now. We've got a 
ton of stuff, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of goodies. Right now, though, it's time to check in. My man is on the phone, uh, at least part of him, coughing and hacking a bit. And that would be my man Carmine Apiece just getting over the uh, flu bug. Well, it's not COVID, but, you know, it might as well be because it's all the same now. And uh, you had a a show last weekend. You guys played. It was Vanilla Fudge and the Rascals, right? Yeah, on on Sunday. Right. I mean, it's really not the Rascal Rascals. You know, I've got horns. i got, you know, it's like the Vegas version of the Rascals. You know, we're still, still, you know, a three-piece original and, and the bass player, you know, and we kicked butt. And I have to say, we sounded great. And that's our home turf, you know. Right, I know. People were very receptive, and it was good. And then, you know, I was coughing a bit, you know. And then the next day, I was coughing on the way home. And then I ended up going to the doctor anyway, because this is the time you get your physical, you know. Right. And uh, he gave it's... me some meds, and they, they didn't agree with me. Uh-oh, so yeah. now now you're on something else, but at least you're on the mend, and that's, that's what's important here is I'm, try, I'm trying to be on the mend, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's, it's never easy. You got this, this horrible cough that is pain in the ass. Well, it's but, cold. it is cold and flu season, so, all right, yeah, well, we I hope you get better. I, and now, you have a you had a, another event coming up, don't you, that, that sold, you had your first one, your, your little, uh, yeah, those yeah. are really cool. Now explain these. Yeah, the Carmine Peace Diaries, the Carmine Peace Diaries. Which Con- is, uh, yeah, the and audience it- is going to be involved in it, and I'm going to play some drums, but I'm mostly going to tell stories, kind of like you and do the here. Then pick the stories. Yeah, but it's going to be like an hour, fifteen minutes, and they're, they're going to pick the stories, the audience, and uh, and then we're going to you know do a meet and greet and sell merch, and it's going to be fun. Oh, now so we when- sold out one <clears throat> night. Wow, and we added a second night. Now, yeah. when is this, and where is this going to be taking place? This is November 30th is the second show at the Boca Black Box. It's a hundred something seat theater where they usually have comedians. Right. And uh, so we're doing it two nights there. And I could have done the big place. Yeah, but, you know, some like this has to be intimate. And this some like this, uh, much like comedy. And the minute you said a comedy yeah. club, I bet it's 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 small, it's intimate, and something like this where yeah. it's kind of a one-on-one thing with you, you don't want that big, spacious, cavernous room anyway. You want to keep this thing intimate. No. That's perfect, and that's right. why you added a second show, man. That's that's what you do. Yeah. You just do a smaller venue and do a second show, and it's a personal thing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's good, and, and it's, it's funny be because a lot of fun. and you've shared shared so many wonderful stories with us over the years. It'll be interesting. I'm sure some of them will come up. Um, some of the better ones. But- well, the way we got the way we got it is as an intro, and then after the intro plays, the, the diary comes up to the front of the, uh, you know, the screen, and it has the stories listed. Okay, so I'm going to say, okay, who wants to hear what story? And then there was somebody raised their hand. I call them like school. You know, they pick the story, and then I tell the story. Excellent. You know, oh, you so know the mud shark is going to be up there. Yeah, it's not up there. I'm oh, it's say, not. Uh, people, are, you can't, you can't do that. It's too X-rated. <laughs> no, but well, okay, I guess. It is. <laughs> well, I'm gonna after the drum solo. I'm, I'm gonna after the drum solo. I'm gonna say, look, people have been asking me about the mud shot, but it's too X-rated for this audience. There's gonna be kids in the audience. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Not needed. Not needed. <laughs> so well, I'll say, but if, if you want to hear the kids, story, go read be- it. Go read it. Yeah, I right. Read, it in my go, book. read the book. But now here's the thing. If there's going to be kids in the audience, that's going to eliminate a lot of stories. I mean, your life was kind of wild there, Carmine. You're going to have to. No, no, no. Huh? I've got a lot of great stories. One of them is John Lennon eats lasagna. Oh, see, Flip that's we, our favorite Flip story. 
Our favorite slippery, story. Slippery sly, uh, sly stone. You know, <laughs> Prince, who's who's that in my bed? You know, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> uh, you know just a lot of really cool titles. Like uh, George Harrison, you know, what's that under my armpit? <laughs> you know, just, what? You know. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and, that's and all Hitler. right. And, and Hitler, who's, you know, why is Hitler on my album? You know? Stuff like that. Wow. People See, all right. Well, now I've got to have. All right. So now we got to have you back to do that. I, I, I need to have a because there's a couple of stories I haven't heard. And I thought I've heard most of them over the years. So you're going to have to share those with us next week. OK, so I will. We'll, we'll, I be, will. Your, we'll be your warm up. We'll be your warm up. And then we've been doing and then we've been doing the Cactus and Friends record. So I did six drum tracks. We already got Billy Sheehan on one. Uh, and we, we got uh, Warren Haynes is going to do a blues and uh, I'm trying to get Joe Bonamassa. I know Ted will do Parchment Farm. I'm trying to get Joe Bonamassa. Uh, is that Nugent? Are you talking about Nugent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah, Excellent. Nugent. Wow, this will be good. So, yeah, I got a whole bunch one. of people that, that said they're going to play on it. So well, now and, we're just organizing the tracks, you know? And we are looking forward to it. Thanks, my man. My uh, my buddy, the one and only Carmona Peace. Talking about when we need to fake a smile, and I brought up one of those is when you're either you know at your kid's t-ball game because come on they're all horrible they suck it's but they're kids you know what Ken Griffey Jr. sucked first time when he played t-ball probably they all did they all do there's that one kid that's always just gifted above everybody else and you can see it a mile away you know but for the most part we all suck when we're young and we're just starting out anything whether it's uh, sports music or whatever. I mean, do you think Dizzy Gillespie's parents said, oh, God, go do that down in the basement? You know, because they all had to start somewhere, and they usually started an elementary school band, which I think we need to support in the biggest way. Music needs to stay in the schools, no matter how crappy it is at the lower level. I know my kids, they were crappy, but you know what? My my son, boy, I had to, I had to go, uh, you know, sit there and go through so many... So many bad recitals and concerts, but you know what? He got better. By the time he was uh, in middle school, he was in the uh, community. He was in the uh, youth of uh, uh, Fairbanks North Star District of the jazz band. He was okay. He was a pretty good sax player. But he had to put up a lot of bad stuff. And I mentioned this that I don't know how elementary school band teachers aren't raging alcoholics. Maybe they are. I don't know. Who's? I'm not here to judge. Because I would be. I'm just saying, you have a green light. And if anybody said, oh, that person's right. Oh, what do they do? Oh, they're an elementary school band teacher. It's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I would be too then. Because you'd have to deal with this. Uh, I'm going to show you. Here's the the best, worst live version of Jingle Bells ever. It's going to start out with a trumpet solo that's not too bad till the band kicks in. Listen, this was an elementary school. It's a video. It's... it's Okay, hold on. Wait for, <laughs> wait for the band to kick in. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. And the band teacher's still instructing. He's up there going, yeah, you sound great. Oh, now back to 
Back, remember what I said about the one talented student? There he is. Like, even the crowd is going, oh, my God. The whole crowd is just like, this is so horrible. Please don't. Don't go into another verse. Please don't go into another verse. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. And every parent who has a kid that's a musician has been to this concert. I'm still playing that on TED FM, the Christmas station this year. (laughs) Thanks for joining us again next week, a special Thanksgiving edition with Chance Bertrand. Dr. D talks pets over the holidays. We've got a cool 1960s film about Thanksgiving. We'll do a Thanksgiving version of Would You Rather with lovely Maria. Plus lots of Thanksgiving Day fun. And it's going to come out next Wednesday, just in time for the holiday. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner. Produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.